Welcome to this week's episode of Let's Talk Business. I'm Mr. Clean, host with the Hitman. Hello, everybody. Hope everybody's good. Hope everybody's well. Today, we have a very special, no, 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 not special, fabulous, amazing, an astonishing show. Our man, Rick. No, 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 it's not Rick Martel. It's Anton's best friend, Jacques Rougeau. Hey. The man, the man who beat my best, best, one of my best wrestlers, Bret Hart. A man who was part of a, I think, fairly good tag team, the Quebecers. Mm. And also a man who carved a good career for himself, despite people kind of looking down at him. You know? Yeah, I think this is one of the ones, like, we, obviously, we do our personality profiles. I think these are one of the sort of unsung mm. stars. Like, they don't, probably won't get as much attention. But it's like, sometimes mm. when you think about it, yeah, they had quite a, quite a body of work. And mm. sort of go under the radar a little bit for what they, you know, memories that we have of them. Yeah. Wrestlers, so yeah, we put a bit of focus on Jacques Rougeau. Indeed, Jacques Rougeau Jr., born June 13th, 1960. So, by our calculation of today, he'd be 62. Damn, mm. he still to me, he still feels younger. I mean, well, again, I know lately I've seen pictures of him, mm. and he doesn't look 62, maybe he looks maybe like I don't know, early mid 50s at least. Yeah, so but again, I think he's all, I think from Little bits that he said, I think he's always kind of taken him, he's taken care of himself. I know they say when he, when he grew up, he obviously grew up with like the um, the gangsters in Montreal and places like that. Because where's he, where's he from originally? He's from, gosh, Saint Quebec, isn't it? Quebec, yeah. yeah, Quebec, yeah, he's part of yeah. the like, yeah, the Montreal, yeah, Quebec wrestling scene because it was, yeah, well, he's part of a wrestling family. His dad, I think his dad was his dad, he's an uncle, yeah, his dad, Jacques, um, Jacques Senior. His uncle was Jean Johnny Rougeau, and his brother, obviously, Raymond yeah. Rougeau as well. So, yeah. Yeah, so it's but, a wrestling family. And, and as you say, there was also, like, there's Rick Martel that's from that that sort of region, yeah. Dino Bravo. Oh, gosh, yeah. Quite, yeah, Dino. quite quite a... Uh, I even Pat Patterson, was he, was he Quebec? Yep. Was he, he was Quebec, wasn't he? Yeah, I think he was. Mm, I mean, not necessarily part of the same yeah. scene, because he would have been come... come uh, oh, perhaps, no. with, perhaps with his father. Yeah. And his uncle, Pat Patterson, would have sort of been around that kind of scene. Mm. But yeah, but that's that's kind of, yeah, as you say, it was kind of a, a large contingent. There was a big sort of territory mm. over that way as well. Oh, yeah. In obviously Canada in general, but Quebec had its own sort of niche, mm. had its own sort of section. Again, you probably know more than I do. Do you know like the, the big promotion that was in Montreal? Was it, um, was it uh, René Dupree's dad that had his own promotion up there or? I'm not too sure, to be honest. I mean, yeah, I know there definitely there was. A, I'm not sure what the name of the actual promotion was. I mean, mm. it was, yeah, there was a lot of because there was. It was all I, know, I used to hear about, like when so say like Jacques Rougeau, Dino Bravo, those guys wrestled in Montreal. Oh yeah, as like they'd be they'd be babyface even if they're yeah. wrestling as heel in the states because it's like yeah, mm. even even we get to to him at some point. But I know I remember there was a, a match, might be an easy retirement match actually, Jacques Rougeau, where he, he fought Hulk Hogan. Uh, yeah. and yeah, and it was like they're, they're like national heroes over mm. there. So it, oh, would, yeah. it wouldn't matter like what's what's going on in the WWF. Well, yeah, with Dino Bravo or Jacques Rougeau, if they, if they did a show over there, they'd be they change, they change it. Yeah, they change it yeah. to Babyface and obviously their own promotion over there. Mm. They were they were massive heroes. Oh yeah, you know what? I didn't even realize that. They said he began his career in 1977. I didn't know that he actually wrestled in Stampede. I actually didn't know that at all. No, that's true. Yeah, I, I wasn't <laughs> aware of that. I mean, yeah. Like, 
I know. It, it, it makes sense. I mean, it yeah. makes sense. Yeah, because you know. But yeah, I, so I hadn't I'm, heard of it either. Because I'm thinking that in that case, he would have wrestled up with well, with Brett. No, not Brett. Um, yeah, with Brett. Um, Archie the Mongolian Stumper. No, it's a stump. I, I call him Stumper. It's, a stump, it's not Stumpy, is it? Kind of stump, stump, Stumper. Yeah, Mongolian yeah. Stumper. That's why I thought I've heard some people call him Archie Stumpy. So I'm like, okay, fair enough. No, Goldie. I think Goldie was his surname. Archie Goldie. Yeah. Yeah. And the Mongolian Stumper. Yeah. Mm. Uh, who else is it? So, who else would have been? Yeah, yeah, Brett. I know Dynamite. Was that? Yeah, Dynamite was there. I mean, yeah, Dynamite was there. Dynamite was Stampede. Yeah. Yeah, Dynamite. No, I'm thinking around the beginning of the 80s was like he was there. Because I know Bad News was, was a bit later. I know Bad News was a bit later there, I think. Yeah, I, th- I, I assume. I'm not sure exactly what year Dynamite went over. I assume he went over like late 70s. Yeah. I think he was over there. Yeah, I believe he was over mm. in, in the late seventies. Because mm. uh, yeah, by, by like 84, 80, 84, they were in the WWE. Yeah, and I and think, I think in Japan. Yeah, in so I'm, I'm sure he came over like by the in the late seventies. Mm. And the thing is, I think with <clears throat> obviously people forget that the Canada as a country, obviously they were owned by the French. Long, obviously, many many years ago, owned by the French, and. Technically, they're part of like, the Commonwealth, even though they're a separate country. They're part. They're part of the Commonwealth. Mm. And I know in terms of like wrestling styles, like amateur wrestling, Canada and especially the um, I'm talking about the the UK, England to be specific, very very strong in like amateur wrestling. Shoot yeah. style, very 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 um very very keen. And I've seen like in his shoot episodes, you know, the last couple of years or so, that he loved shoot wrestling, loved it. Hmm. And I think it, now it makes sense, obviously, when I think about it with Stu Hartnett, like, oh, yeah, he loves shoot wrestling. He grew up with shoot wrestling. And I think he always talked about with Dynamite how when they used to wrestle together, like, Dynamite used to really go hard on him, but he didn't mind it. Obviously, they were used to it. Obviously, he would go hard on him. Hmm. But I think with his career, obviously, we know, obviously, I knew wrestling in Tennessee. I knew wrestling in Tennessee because I, I know seeing some stuff, some clips and everything of him and his brother in Tennessee. But I'll be honest. I wish I could say that, oh, yeah, I've seen all this stuff in terms of that stuff, but I, I haven't. No. I haven't, people. You know what I mean? And I, no, I'm that's, not going to lie to you. So that's, that's not so readily available, is it? No. Like, yeah, I mean, there is there is stuff out there, like, from Tennessee. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, I, I, haven't, I haven't really. I think the – I would have seen little bits of, like, some some Canadian, like, mm. in Montreal and stuff like that, some little mm. clips of, of different, different things, like Dino Bravo and stuff like that, but mm. I wouldn't – and obviously seen Memphis wrestling and things like that, but not yeah, not the Rujos. I haven't seen the Rujos. No. I can't I can't really say I've, I've seen the Rujos prior to WWF as the mm. like, fabulous Rujo brothers. No. Or Rujo brothers at first. No, yeah, Rujo, yeah. But these guys, he's brother Ramon and Jacques signed with the WWF in 1985. Mm. And boy, I would say personally, he's had a good career. You know what I mean? Coming from where he's come from, he's had a good career. Yeah. For you, Anton, when did you first see um, Jacques Rougeau? Like, what, what was your first moment? Obviously, you said you've seen some stuff in uh, Montreal, you know, the rest of Canada. Yeah, I mean, yeah. When did he really become like, oh, yeah, well, I, I like him, or you like his brother, or when did they really become like, okay, yeah, he's a good tag team? Well, I would, have, I would have seen the Montreal stuff like years, years later, like a long, long after. Mm. When I, the first time I, I I can remember seeing him would have been as the Mountie. And oh, I think okay. he, he either was because uh, they started showing like the, the vignettes for him. Yeah. Like when he's in the, like the, the Mountie uniform. Oh, yeah. 
and he and he wrestled at the Royal Rumble unannounced. Mm. It, was, it was an unadvertised match, like in advance. They didn't say they were having the Mountie versus Coco Beware. Mm. So that was, yeah, I first started seeing the vignettes and then all of a sudden he had, he had a match at the Royal Rumble 91. So that's when I first mm. saw him. And then not too long after that, I would have got like the video of Royal Rumble 1990. And that's when I saw, oh, he was in a tag team, the Rujo brothers. Mm. So like for me, I first was introduced to him as, as the Mountie. But then I start seeing like previous events and you start seeing like WrestleManias and SummerSlams. Oh, yeah. So then you realize, okay, and he was, you know, he was a, ta- a member of the tag team mm. at the Feuge with the Bushwhackers. And then you get like WrestleMania 3. Like, oh, they're a babyface tag team. Because yeah. <laughs> all the stuff I'd seen is like, yeah, they're the fabulous Rujo brothers. And they're like mocking, like they're pretending that they're all American boys. And they come out with little <laughs> tiny, <Yeah. laughs> those tiny little flags. And the, yeah. and, the, and the theme song, the classic theme song. And yeah, was it? I'm American boy. So, yeah, is it? Yeah, like from Mon- <laughs> Montreal to Memphis, Parlez-vous Francais. Yeah. <laughs> like up the girls, the Rougers on their way. <laughs> so really... You know, people. The eighties were. I mean, I think the eighties were amazing for music in general, but there was some really cheesy stuff as well. But... It was cheesy, but it's good. It's good cheese. It's... Yeah, That's, it was. It was entertaining, yeah. and it's, yeah, and, it, and it, like if you actually hear the like the lyrics, it is quite quite funny. They're saying about yeah. like um, we're not a muscle head. They said that we don't like heavy metal. We don't like rock and roll. All we like to listen to is Barry Manilow. Yeah. <laughs> you know what we're gonna do, people? When you guys listen to this at the end of this episode, my buddy Anton's gonna put a bit of uh, the Rougeau brother song at the end. We'll, we'll throw so, we'll throw it in. Song. We'll throw it in there. I mean, perhaps, yeah. perhaps at this point we'll put it in because there's actually we're gonna get he's. He's got at least he's got three hits. Yeah. He's, got, he's got this one. <laughs> then there's the Malty and the Quebecers theme. So, oh, gosh, so yeah. In in, in post production, right now we're gonna go to the fabulous Rujo brothers, all American boys. From Montreal to Memphis, I live in France. Rujo's on their way. The call of pretty boys. We're not a muscle head. We hate that long hair look. We like that freckly look instead. We're all American boys. All American boys. We're all American boys. All American boys. We don't like heavy metal. We don't like rock and roll. All we like to listen to is Barry Manilow. On peut pas les sentir. Dans le monde ils sont les pires. We love the USA Okay, that was uh, All American Boys. Yep. But yeah, that, that's the first I, I saw of, of Jacques Rougeau as the Mountie. But then I did watch like Rougeau Brothers match. So that Royal Rumble 1990, they fought the Bushwhackers. Oh, yeah. And that turned out to, I think, to be that was their last pay-per-view match. I don't know if they yeah, were on TV me. after that. Then they no, lost they the Bushwhackers. What did, what did you think of the match it itself? Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> even, even then, it's like, I, to be honest, like, yeah, I, I like, yeah, I, I wasn't a big fan of the Bushwhackers. No. I wasn't. They weren't one of my favorite. But, yeah, but my favorite wrestler was Hacksaw Jim Duggan at that point. But, yeah. I, and I, yeah, I know he, he did, like, yeah, he acted a bit sort of goofy and he wasn't known for his wrestling, like, yeah, matches, his quality matches. But, 
yeah, it's just something. Yeah, I wasn't a massive. Fan. I didn't hate the Bushwhackers, but they weren't my my favorites. So it was no, it was an okay match for me. Like it's still, isn't it, isn't it funny about the Bushwhackers that if you see the work prior to the WWF, they were actually pretty good. Oh, I'd heard, yeah, about as the yeah. sheep herders, like, yeah, yeah, and, and, yeah I mean, they're good. <laughs> they came through the WWF, and they and weren't terrible. What? They weren't terrible, but it's just, like, well, they were in a way. They yeah. were. They had their play, but it's like, yeah, they were more just for like just twenty percent kids. Just like, wow, yeah, and act like imbeciles. I, I, I personally didn't like it. I was like, who? I, I remember, obviously, I've seen the stuff obviously afterwards, but I used to watch it with my uncle at like, the old WF tapes. Mm. And I thought, who's these guys? It's like, obviously, like I said I knew who they were as such, but it's like my uncle would be like, are oh, these these fools? They're just clowns, they idiots. Look at them. Well, yeah, the, yeah. Heads and say, oh, gosh, yeah. Just... They always were treated like dope, and they always lost. They always yeah. got beat. So I was like, I can't, I can't really. Yeah, what was the finisher them. again? It was like what? Baron one, ramp. Oh, it was a baron yeah, ramp, and then sometimes they would do the like double like gut breaker. That's it, yeah. And I think that's, that's what they used on the Rujos at Royal Rumble '90. They did, they yeah, did to beat them. And if like, and again, going back to some of the previous events, like WrestleMania Five, they lost to the Bushwhackers as well. Yep, they did. Uh, they did. Yeah, and then they had. Uh, but um, yeah, and then you saw. SummerSlam 88, I'd watched that mm. again retrospectively. Yeah. And until then fight the British Bulldogs. So that, that was, was cool. A, I actually like that. that was, I like that time, match. Yeah, so time limit draw. And I thought that, that was a really good match, that one. SummerSlam 88. Madison Square Garden was the opener. For, so the very first SummerSlam. You know what? I actually didn't realise that technically, because I think I've actually seen um, a picture of this. They actually won the WF, the WF Tech from Dallas. I didn't realise. Yes, like, as Babyface, when the Half yeah, Nation were heels. Yeah, I've, I've yeah. seen that footage, yeah. But they did the old dusty finish. Oh, yeah, and I think old, yeah, oh, you, you won and reversed it. Then yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've I've seen that one. And 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 then then as hills, they fought the Heart Foundation. Yeah. Because when Heart Foundation's turned babyface, it was Jimmy Hart that side. He had the Rujos as his new team. He took yeah. took them on, and then they were having like matches with the Heart Foundation, matches with the Rockers as well. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 they had SummerSlam '89 was like a six man tag. Where yeah. the Rujo's teamed up with Rick Martel against the Rockers and Tito Santana, mm. and and then you also had um, I remember seeing a match between them on one of these like a world tour videotape. Mm. So it took place in France, Paris. Okay, I think it's Paris, France, because when they had their like European tour in 1989, they like they mm. wrestled in in they probably wrestled in England as well. But I, I remember seeing that match. I'm sure it was it was a, a Paris match. Yeah. Where they wrestled the, the, the Rockers. No, no, no. It's not Paris. It's Paris, remember? Paris. Sorry, sorry. It's sorry. Paris. You, you, you know these French people. France, I say, the, the Parisians, Paris, the Parisians, they're, they're very particular in how, how we pronounce their city. So, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. So they, they mix it up with a lot of the tag teams of the day. I mean, the, the feud with the British Bulldogs, obviously, that got personal as well, behind the okay. scenes. And, and uh, if, again, we're going to go into a little bit of that now because I think there's some people obviously. Probably thinking, who the hell is, is Jacques Rougeau? Like, who, who, who is he? Obviously, he had a brother called Raymond Rougeau, who became a commentator that I remember in the WF. Yeah, like an interviewer. Yeah. Was mm. it because I, I remember he used to do um, French TV as well? Oh, he probably did that as well. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. He, was, he used to interview like in about 93, end of 92, 93. He, he became like a, he's like basically doing the same role as Mean Gene or Sean Mooney used to do. Backstage. Who's that one? Is it Todd, Todd Penningale? That's it. Is it Todd Penningale? Yeah, Penningale? he came in a bit later. He was kind of doing yeah. it, but he was more like a presenter at first. Then he started, but he did the same. Yeah, he used to interview wrestlers backstage. Mm. So yeah, he, he was doing that for a while. So he, again, like I'd seen him as a wrestler and then all of a sudden he yeah. reappeared, like, you know, do it, doing, uh, doing the backstage. He did the, the one with, the, <laughs> with Owen Hart and Razor Ramon. Oh, yeah. Now, <laughs> Obviously, your father was a big influence on you and on Brad. Boom. 
Is that that always sticks with me? I mean, he had he had a distinctive voice, didn't he? Yeah. But he was yeah Ray and Ray was good and they said and obviously the I mean yeah they were they were a good tag team they were I thought they were right personally yeah yeah they were entertainers that's the thing as as Hill they like yeah they were very sort of entertaining they would do more sort of uh, you know like flashy stuff and more they act sort of like um, I I'll be honest I'll be honest I thought they were. I'm trying to think of the word, but it was say now. I was going to say, the American word. Metrosexual? Like, like, like prissy. I think that's yeah, what Americans I thought, I thought call that, it, like prissy. I thought they like metrosexual. So it's like, in my mind, I kept thinking, I don't know if they're gay, I don't know if they're straight. It's like, they like uh, I'm not sure what they are, but I, don't, I know, like, obviously they can fight. Yeah, yeah. And they, I, used, I, I they, used, to, like, they used to throw, like, little uh, savat kicks and stuff. Yeah. Like, karate <laughs> and... Yeah. What the hell is this? <laughs> <laughs> and they but, used to do, I mean, that, that's one thing that shocked was doing quite frankly he would do that thing you know when someone goes for the back body drop on him so he'd whip him off yeah. for a back body drop he turn his back and then on as he's coming at them and then flip backwards oh yeah and then yeah. and then he'd do a big like show it off yeah. and then they whack him <laughs> I, I start as a wrestler i used to do like <laughs> when i was a hill you know when someone's got you in a wrist lock you roll and you do yeah. a nip up like kip, kip up from the floor yeah. And then I was like, but I'm still in the hold. But for me, I'm like, yeah. And then boom. I was like him because he would get so excited that he's done his flashy move <laughs> and forget. And then they just clock him. So was, yeah. yeah, that was one of his. Because I, I, that's a little nod to Jacques Rougeau when I used to do that. See, Jacques? Jacques, you, you see, you have more than one fan out there. I know, I know the old jokes. You got no fans out there. But yeah, you, you got you got one and two with me, at least. Yeah. Me, you know, done. So it's like, yeah. But, but yeah, Ray, think... Ray could look after himself. Oh, in, yeah. In reality, that was the thing. He was known like... As being, he's a, it. yeah, he's, he, he, he's really handy. He was known as as being very handy in a real. To be honest, fight. whether or not, because I think I remember hearing that I think Brett said it that he was a Canadian champion. Mm. So like, it's, so like, like in America, they have like the um, let's say the inner city champions. So let's say there's like a champion of Philadelphia, a champion of Florida. He's basically like the Montreal like boxing champion. Mm. So whether or not he, whether or not he was or not, to me, doesn't matter. The reputation he's got that yeah, he don't look like it. He doesn't look like much, but. Don't mess with him. And the news basically from what again from Brett, um, bad news, bad news brown used to always say about bad, bad Alan Brown, sorry. Uh was that the Brutals basically was like a big river. And they basically they used mm. to bully, they used to bully them all the time. Yeah. And it's weird because I'm thinking these guys come from a nutcase area. They they, they, they know these gangsters, they you know, they're, they're not so arrested. Why would the Brutals keep doing it? But for whatever reason they kept doing it, and just over and over again. And what 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 was it that um was it, was it um that uh Dynamite Kid basically put is it Jack no yeah is it was it yeah is it Dynamite Kid put Jack in a, a headlock and then wouldn't release it yeah I think I, I'd first heard about the story from from Dynamite Kid's book that was the first mm. time I'd actually heard the story because when his autobiography came out like in the late nineties he mm. talked about the incidents basically like you said they'd done a rib on somebody uh yeah or somebody did a rib on them. But yeah, because they were known for it, yeah, way. I think yeah, Kurt Hennig did the rib on the Rujos. But because yeah. Dynamite Kid and David Boy Smith were known for it, yeah, it got it got blamed on there, and they assumed it was either they assumed it was them or they were told it was them because mm. Kurt, you know, Kurt sort of deflected it, mm. and then they were complaining about it, and then mm. so, so apparently Dynamite Kid came into the room where Jacques was and slapped him, mm. and Jacques did go for, like to try to to shoot on him, and then he got him in a front face lock like in the grubbing mm. and then and then sort of ray was basically you know trying to stop it but he had a he had an injured leg at the time he was on crutches yeah yeah 
so he's basically yeah and then dynamite kid was sort of yeah so he's basically saying raise yeah obviously when i'm yeah if you want to go yeah wait till yeah when i'm when i'm ready to go we we Mm. can go kind of thing Mm. but yeah it's a kind of it created a real issue there and then then you had the instant instant like jock jock's pride was obviously hurt there and it felt like a lot of people were yeah back he said like back home as well a lot of pressure on him to sort of redeem himself yeah in there so he so he did a he waited for dynamite kid backstage when he was a Pat Patterson, I know Pat Patterson yeah. talks about it as well. Because he, yeah, uh, that, I mean, Dynamite Kid's account is that he, you know, Pat Patterson probably knew what was going to happen. Oh, he probably did. Yeah, he probably yeah. did. And he, yeah, so he was walking, he was walking along past the corridor. He, in his book, he says, because if Pat Patterson was there as well, he figures they ain't going to do nothing. Because he's yeah. like, yeah, he's not going to be <laughs> Pat. Yeah. Obviously, naive if, if Pat Patterson was guy. Yeah. And yeah. He, he had a roll of quarters in his oh, hand yeah. and he punched. Uh, oh. Uh, in, in the mouth and but like messed up his teeth and everything, mm. but yeah, I mean, obviously it's not a, it's not a good situation all round. It's not good how it all all began. Mm. It's not good. I think the, I think my only thing with the situation is like, look, <sighs> I will never say that violence is always the answer. I will I won't always say that. However, <sighs> and again, I know it's, it, it's, it can sound conflictive. I'm trying not to be. If you're bullying somebody. There are some people who will just keep taking it. Mm. There's some people who say, you know what, F this, you know, forget it, I'm gonna fight back. And there's some people who say, you know what, all right, I'll deal with you, but I'll deal with you later. Like you said, Ray said, you know what, wait, you know, wait till I'm not injured, I'll come deal with you. Mm. Whether Pat knew about it or he didn't know about it, dynamite, it sounds bad. And again, I like dynamite. Again, I like his work. I never knew him as a person. Yeah. I was always told that he, that he was he was a, you know, he wasn't a good person, whatever. And not, not just from not just from uh the general consensus, even Brett said, I like dynamite because he's dynamite, but I wouldn't say he's a good person. Yeah. I mean, but um, he had it coming. He had it coming. And the thing is, if, again, I'm, again, I'm going by Brett's book. I'm going by Brett's book here. Brett said that Vince even offered to pay for him to do a surgery to fix his mouth. Mm. He didn't do it. He didn't want to do it. He didn't want to do it. So it's not like, oh, you know, uh, what's it called? Rageous, uh, Rageous Buster. Was it was Ray or Jack? No, it was Jack. Jacques. It was Jacques. It was Jacques. Yeah, it was punch. It wasn't like just Jacques just punched with a mouth and, you know, with, with, with roller quarters. Yep. Yeah. And Vince said, no, you're on your own, you know, look after yourself. No. Vince offered to pay for it. He didn't. And the thing is, what, and I think what's kind of annoyed me about it was that <clears throat> they basically was a fault. They were basically was like the, the team that got blamed for it. When you really think about it, they got blamed for it. Even though, yes, obviously, the Bulldogs basically left to go back to Japan and went to, went to Stampede and everything afterwards. Well, I think, yeah, I think from the cat, they, they wanted to squash it, like to end it because it was going to get out of control, like just oh, yeah. in, in general, and also because there are connections like yeah. the Jacques, Jacques Rougeau, the Rougeau family had. Oh, that, yeah, of course. That could make <laughs> things very sort of yeah. dangerous uh, yeah. if, if it continues. So it was kind of like so needs to be squashed, needs to, mm. to end there. And, and I think that's, and then as you say, not, so, not long after. The, the British Bulldogs left the WWF. They had uh, they actually wrestled in in the Survivor Series. The Survivor Series, series. yes, yeah. that I was going to say. <laughs> and, and there was a very quick elimination of like the the Rujo brothers. Yeah, and and so apparently that's yeah that was and then they just get out of the building and then the dynamite and like the British Bulldogs were eliminated, and that was kind of like their swan song. They went back to Canada yeah. uh, to wrestle for Stampede. They wrestled in Japan, mm. and then and the Rujos carried on for another yeah. almost uh, just over another year as yeah. a tag team. Mm. And like I said, I can understand why 
you know, Jacques did what he did. I can understand it. I probably myself at the same time was like, you know what? Again, I hate bullying anyway. I hate bullying. Yeah. And if you, again, very few people can actually bully me in general. But it's like if, if someone is bullying me, especially in that situation, I'm in a business basically that I love. I love. I'm making good money. I'm providing for my family. But also, not a bad way. I've got a reputation to, to, to look out for as well. Now, nah, sorry. After a while, forget that. And, mm. You know, you got to do what you got to do. But, you know, what, you know, what's done is done. Obviously, thankfully, Jack still had a bit more of a career to him, which I'm happy about. Yeah. So, I mean, they say so they, they went on to about Royal Rumble 1990 mm. as, as a tag team, having, having feuds with the Rockers, Heart Foundation, mm. Bushwhackers. Yeah. And then, yes, yeah, so and Royal Rumble 90, that's, that was sort of their, their last pay-per-view. I assume they, yeah. they didn't wrestle on the TV much after that. I don't think they did from like, no. back. And then next next you heard of Jacques Rougeau was he was the Mountie. <laughs> <laughs> managed by so, Jimmy Hart. Explain the, explain what the Mountie is. I would see. Yeah, so it's, uh, it's, okay. it's basically Canadian police. The, the, yeah. the Royal Mounted Police. Yeah. So they, they ride on, on horses. Mm. And that is their, that's their, their law enforcement. In, in Canada, and, so, and what happened at the time? <laughs> <laughs> what did you mean? The, the outcry? The, yeah, from yeah. From, yeah. But it was it wasn't a popular gimmick with with Canada because it's basically he's portraying a bad guy. He's a, he's a mountie. He's a police, but he's a bad guy. Although saying that, I mean the big boss man was playing. I know he wasn't a police officer. So he was supposed to be a correct like a prison guard yeah yeah but obviously yeah you've seen as like a policeman and he was a heel yeah. at first but yeah they weren't they weren't happy and i think when he did wrestle in canada he couldn't do the mountie yeah that's true so he couldn't wrestle as the mountie in, in yeah. canada they weren't they weren't happy with with the, the representation of of the mounted police mm. in but yeah i mean he, he he debuted in january 1991 as the mountie beat coco beware at the royal rumble and he had the was it the He's kind of like a, it was like a double choke slam sort of thing. Yeah. He held, he held like on the, was it the karate artery? So it's that yep. karate control technique. It's apparently it's like he was doing stuff that, because I remember him saying in commentary, like, because I, I didn't know anything about the Mounties. I'd never heard of the Mounties until. That's what I'm saying. That's one of the things I say about like wrestling. A lot of knowledge is that they, they do educate, they did educate yeah. you on certain things like in, you know, like uh, culture, heritage. Sometimes it's a negative portrayal, like, an, yeah, maybe it's a, a stereotypical, but hmm. you do learn of, of things that you didn't know about. Like, I would never have known about uh, what type of police Canada have. Yeah. You learned from that. They had the Mounties. Hmm. Um, yeah, and then there was a TV show, wasn't it? Due South. Yes. yes. Mounties. Yeah, it's just yeah. like, yeah, WWF had their their representation there. But, yeah, he was he he was using stuff like apparently, you know, like you'd have the, you'd put the arm behind the back, like a, and a hammerlock, but then he'd put, like a like a half Nelson at the same time and ran the yeah. head. It was like that's how they restrain. They don't run the head into a turnbuckle. Yeah. Basically, if, <laughs> if you're restraining somebody, that's like a like a restraining technique. And he would do he would use that hole, but then bang the head into the turnbuckle. <laughs> it's funny. I thought it was funny, mostly. I love it. Was, it. I mean, it was it was different. Like he had a different style of working because he did that, and then he had the shock stick. So it's like oh, that, yeah. the, cattle, the cattle prod. So basically, yeah. that's what they use a, a cattle prod, and he would use it mm. on his opponents. He would beat them. And then, he, and then he would handcuff them to the ropes and shock them. Yep. Uh, with, with, the, with the shock stick. Yeah. And then and they'd have a sound effect. Pre, this is this is pre this is pre Goldberg people pre Goldberg. Yeah, they pipe they pipe in the, <laughs> pipe in the electric sound. Yep. So yeah, he was Royal Rumble and in WrestleMania seven, he beat Tito Santana in a real quick match. Oh, too quick, way too quick. Yeah, so I think that was running short time, and he, and he zapped him in the throat. With yeah. The, with, <laughs> <laughs> Santana goes down, boom, one, two, three. 
So yeah. it, I mean, that was his thing. It was the shock stick. Was yeah, like oh, yeah. He, 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 he use that to cheat. He use it after the match, but he also use it to cheat. So he's obviously being set up for a feud with the big boss man because the big boss man was a baby face. Now he's the you know, law, law and order. I think you know what that was actually the first actual match of his WWF career that I actually saw. The SummerSlam one. Yeah, that was the first one I actually saw of him. I can. I mean, that's the first yeah. one I saw of him. That's like ja- yeah. the jailhouse match. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's right. So boss, big boss man was so Hacksaw Jim Duggan was my favorite wrestler at this time. Big boss man yeah. was my second. Yeah. So obviously <laughs> I weren't happy <laughs> when one time <laughs> on Superstars. Big Boss Man had a match, you know, against like a preliminary guy with the squash match. He won. Yeah. And all of a sudden the nasty boys come out and start battering him. Mm. And then and then they handcuffed it and the mountain started swaggering down down to the <laughs> down the aisle. <laughs> they handcuffed the boss man like to the ropes. And yeah. then like uh Mountie said about like, yeah, you, you said you that I'm the only law and order in the World Wrestling Federation. Yeah. Boss man, it gives him and he saps the boss man. It's like, ah. I was like, where's the Legion of Doom? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> I was waiting for a save for my for my boy the boss man, so I weren't happy about that. But you know what? At least you got your revenge at SummerSlam. So well, yeah, he sent he sent him to jail for it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that was I mean that was a good match, and and the mount he kicked out of the boss man slam. Yeah, which which didn't normally happen. No, so that was quite impressive. He kicked, it was like it did feel like it was a really important match because the loser goes to jail. Yep, <laughs> it's like we want to stay out of jail, and it's like pride. And he's like, yeah, he kicked out of the boss man slam, but then he mm. got, got beat with the. Uh, like a uh, Alabama slam. Wasn't yeah. No, it wasn't known as the Alabama slam then, but no. he was trying to pile drive the boss man and the boss man kind of like blocked it, brought him up and then Alabama slammed him and then got the Yeah. And then he got taken, yeah. taken to prison. I like that match. I actually liked it. It was a good match. It. Yeah. 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 I mean, some, some slam 91 in general, I thought it was a really good show. Oh and gosh. Lot, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. It, it was a good show. And that was, yeah, that was a big match because it, yeah, it, it, it made sense. It's, it's the, yeah, it's, it's very cartoony of that era. Like it was a cartoon mm. era, but it's you know it's it's police versus police. It's it's the law and order versus law and order, mm. and and like boss man represents the good, and then he's a corrupt law enforcement mm. officer. So, you know, I also say as well. I know people may say, "Oh, why was it so great?" As well, listen, Bret Hart, Mister Perfect, mm. IC title match, the, the legend. I feel personally one of the best matches, definitely, the IC title ever. Yeah. Classic. Also, the the Road Warriors as well to me. The World Roars and the Nasty Boys. I like that match. People can say, oh, it wasn't great. It was, you know, it's a street fight. I liked it. Yeah. I liked it. And I, I, I think, didn't did anybody tag about it, Yeah. Yeah. It was a very, it was a very baby face. Oh, gosh. He- heavy night. It's like Vir- <laughs> Virgil won the million dollar belt. Bret Hart won yep. the continental belt. Bossman <laughs> sent the Mountie to jail. It's like, Hogan it won. Just, yeah. Hogan, Hogan won against a triangle of terror. It was oh, like, gosh. yeah. It was very, across the board, actually. All, all the like really happy, send them home happy matches. Mm. Also, your, your also your boy is bushwhackers with us as well. So I was like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> as usual. <laughs> but yeah, like I said, I saw that match. And like mm. I said, for me, the next like for me, the next match I would have seen after that, like I said, watching retrospectively, obviously, was when he won the worst icy title. See, yeah, because after after he lost to the boss man, he was mm. like they started to call him Jailbird. Oh, okay. He'd been obviously been in prison. Like, yeah. <laughs> and he, yeah. So they was because they did all those vignettes throughout the show afterwards, like where he's backstage and it's like taking him down and they're like, oh yeah, yeah, no, yeah, that. You, you were, <laughs> and I mean, that, I didn't, I, like, I, was, I was a naive kid at the time because when he's like back, give me your finger to do the fingerprints, and he's like, yeah. you want the finger? 
here's the finger. Basically, he's going to try and give the middle finger. And they're like, ah! They're like stretching his hand out and making yeah. fingerprints. And you're not taking my picture. And then he's like, oh, I guess we get the boss man to kick your ass again. What? <laughs> Take a photo. It was, it was little like comedy segments mm. backstage, but he pulled them up. Yeah, like he was a very entertaining. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, he, he was obviously not happy about being taken to prison. Mm. Uh, after that, people would call him Jailbird, like <laughs> on, on commentary and stuff. And then Bret Hart had a non title match with him. Mm. Been, so, leading up to Survivor Series 91. Yeah. And Bret had a, like a non title match on Superstars with him. And then, uh, yeah, well, well it, didn't, it didn't actually go anywhere. That no, you're, was, you're, no the house show, I forgot the house show one. The house yeah, because this one, this was like an angle that set him up with Brett because Brett uh, was the final champ. And then he's yeah. saying about like he wants a title match. Mm. And Jimmy Hart, yeah, and they're saying, and then Brett's like, uh, I can never give a title match to a jailbird. And then he's like, and then Jimmy Hart sneaks up with like, so they're, they're having a little bit of a, yeah, out at ringside, Brett Hart's coming after him. They haven't started the match properly yet. And then Jimmy Hart comes with like a bucket of water, chucks it on him. <laughs> and then he's like, look, yeah, and then it's so uh, basically it makes uh, the electricity conduct more. <laughs> so that's that uh, was the angle. Yeah. So then he shocked Brett. So the match yeah. never happened there. That one, mm. you would you would have seen a yeah, you would have seen another one. But that that match. So basically, he that started his feud with Brett like properly. So then they were going to fight for it. The, they were in the Survivor Series together. Yeah, in ninety one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When Mountie was on the team with Warlord, Teddy DiBiase, and Ric Flair against what Brett Hart. I mean, it was, yeah, it was a good, it was a good match. I mean, that's all like, you know, all players in there, even like Virgil at the time, just just lost his million dollar belt. You had Virgil, Roddy uh, Piper, yeah. British Bulldog, yeah. and Brett. <laughs> yeah, so it was, yeah, but I mean, obviously that, and then it just it ended abruptly. Everyone getting counted out except for Rip Flair. Yeah, and then you had like I think who, yeah, British Bulldog was eliminated by Flair. Yeah, he was. Warlord was eliminated by some like Piper. Somebody pinned him after, or was it? Mm. Yeah, so oh, I think, no, yeah. yeah, I think Bulldog was like. They, they they cheap shot a bulldog and got him out, and then they mm. cheap shot warlord and got him out, mm. and then and then everybody else just got counted out and Ric Flair won, so mm. sole survivor. But yeah. it was yeah, there, there wasn't that much interaction between Mountie and Brett on that one. But then they were scheduled no. to fight for the Continental Belt at the Royal Rumble '92. Yes, and then that's where Brett had the the temperature, had the fever. So you oh, you, tune, you tune into Royal Rumble of '92, <laughs> yeah. and they're basically saying that yeah, you know, Brett Hart. He's not going to wrestle tonight. He's, you know, he, a couple of days ago, he lost the Intercontinental Belt to the Mountie. Like, he went to the ring with a temperature. Yeah. And the Mountie won, and then Roddy Piper's going to take his place. So the Mountie was Intercontinental Champ now, like, two days ago. Yeah. He'd won it. Um, yeah. <laughs> and he's doing his backstage for about, I'm going to make a, make a man out of you. Was it, in, or was it Roddy Piper saying, I'm going to... It's Piper. It's Piper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's beating his chest. I'm going to take Roddy Piper. That's it. Going to take Roddy Piper's manhood. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> And he, and he and he used um, Jacques Rougeau's name there because yeah, like, that's like Jacques Rougeau trying to find a dry spot in the ocean. It's just like, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, that was I mean that was a short and sweet, but it was a good match. I liked it. It was exciting. Yeah, it. obviously it's Roddy Piper's first title that yeah. he won, but it was like yeah, he he rammed into Jimmy Hart and then Roddy Piper put the sleeper on the Mountie. Yeah, and and put him to sleep and he's like yeah, and the reaction there was massive. Crowd oh reaction. gosh, yeah, Roddy Piper winning his first championship. Mm. And yeah, that's that's the thing. I mean, it was a two-day reign. It was a very short reign. <sighs> like, yeah, and that is a time when people typically didn't lose them that quick. So it was no, a bit I... of like a oh, very weak champion. Yeah. Like a two-day reign, like a yeah, like an embarrassing reign. But, but yeah, it facilitated, yeah, Roddy Piper winning it, and then he would go on to face Bret Hart at WrestleMania. Great match and, again. And they had a Great rematch match. on Saturday night's main event. That I saw as well. I like yeah, that. Yeah, with, with the Mountie yeah. and, and Roddy Piper. 
Mm. And and then he, he tried to shock Roddy Piper with the shock. <laughs> and it's like, what? what huh? Roddy Piper just gets straight up. Then he, he knocks a stick out of his hand and he, he, beat, he, he shocks him with it and beats him. And then yep. he takes off his shirt because he was wearing his T-shirt, John Ratch, and he had a vest on, so it's shockproof. <laughs> <laughs> again, people may think, oh, this, like, it sounds so stupid. But again, if you watched it, again, it's like Andrew says, but enjoy it. If you watched it mm. and followed the story, because again, people will talk about, oh, you know, you have great matches. I think personally, yes, matches, you know, they, today's wrestling, matches do seem spectacular and everything. But I guarantee it. With a good storyline following it, it makes it even more better. Mm. So it's like the the small the small simple things they do magnify it to hundred. Yeah, and yeah. Again, I, I, yeah. I like Piper. I like Piper. I mean, I, you know, I, I like Jack, but Jack was not. I don't know Kenny Omega. He wasn't like he wasn't like a Will Osprey or a Ricochet. Nothing like them. No, his strength was in character, character work, yeah. and yeah, and and his identity, and and that that era that was what the big yeah that was the. It's what sold. Yeah, that it's what, sold. what people were, were tuned in for, essentially. Yeah. And like I said, okay, yes, you know, he had a short reign as IC champion. Okay, fine. But you know what? He was still a champion in a time where it still meant something. Yeah, that's, that's, I mean, it was still on his resume. It was still saying, yeah, yeah, former Intercontinental Champion of the Mount. He was like, okay, yeah. technically he's had a belt. Yeah. Two-day I, reign, I, I, but still. I know Anton goes by, oh, you know what? Yeah, deep guys, again, Anton's not wrong with this. There's many guys now, like I said, who'd won, who's been world champion, but you can't, you can't even, you can't really even name them because there's, there's so many. Mm. At that time, only really good wrestlers was getting the IC title. Obviously, you had um, Tio Santana, you had Macho Man. Yes, you could say Honky Tonk Man wasn't the wrestler, wrestler but storyline purposes, he had it for, for ages. Yeah, and and, and he, again, similar to the Mountie, it was a character, yeah. it was an identity, and yeah. that was his strength. And he played, he played like the Weasley, cowardly hill, and the but one that you want to see get beat. But he actually could work. If yeah. he, he actually could work. So it's not like yeah. he can't work. He could work. Yeah. You know? But, yeah. At that point, yeah, the IC title ring, I think, you know, you can clearly say, okay, yes, it was short reign there, I think, yeah. Again, he worked with Piper. I'm sure he made good money as well. I'm sure, as you want to say, the ratings, whatever, at the time was great. But overall, I think for for, for Jack's career at this time, it was good. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, he'd make, that's the thing. You, you, you definitely remember the mountain. You definitely... He, he stood out, even if even if he wasn't like in the main events, he wasn't challenging Hulk Hogan or Ultimate Warrior. He was still a very like you know over over attraction, and he made he did he did make smart. He was a character that stands out. You'd remember him. And then and then shortly after this, so obviously he had WrestleMania eight. He was in an eight man tag. He teamed with the Nasty Boys and Repo Man against Big Boss Man, Virgil, Hacksaw, Jim Duggan, and Sergeant Slaughter, and his team lost. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that, yeah, that was that was an entertaining match. It had Ray Combs as the yeah as the ring announcer, cracking it, cracking yeah. his jokes. He was like the, yeah. the host of Family Fortunes in America, mm. and yeah, was he saying about like the Mountie? Here's a man that doesn't know the meaning of the word fear, but then again, there's a lot of words he does not know the meaning of, and he's like, Try. that's what the survey said. That's what the say kept doing that. That's what the survey said. He was like insulting the nasty boys, two two men sharing one brain. You know what? Again, we, we we talked about this before, but you know he had he had catchy songs each time. Mm. Give it, uh, give it, give a little insight. You know, at this point, Anton, why, why don't you play a clip of the Mountie song? Yeah, so I mean, when he first debuted, he just had like a instrumental. Yeah. I can't even, I can't do it, but it was like a yeah, like some sort of I don't know, like it's supposed to be like the Prairie or something. 
Mm. And then, then he recorded, so similar to as, as the Rujo brothers, the one we're going to play now, he had the I'm, I'm the Mountie. I'm the Mountie, I'm handsome, I'm brave, I'm strong. I'm the Mountie, and I force the law. You can try to run, but you can never hide the Mountie. <laughs> that's his and the mountie it's just, <laughs> it's just that deep voice you see i'm handsome i'm brave i'm strong it just it's, it was just like you said cheesy it was very cheesy but it was it was entertaining yeah, yeah. It, it was entertaining cheesy and for him to sing his and he would sing it on his way to the ring and start oh yeah the ring get the microphone and the mountie because he used that's the thing he used to shout that as well forgot to mention oh that. gosh as mountie yeah. like, i am the mountie <laughs> do that like yeah just in the middle of a match just shout it out so it's like he's, he's declaring it on his song mm. uh yeah so i mean that again it was just catchy it was, it was goofy it was cheesy but it was catchy it was it was entertaining mm. and so yeah he, he so i think he debuted that after wrestlemania right around that sort i of think thing. he did yeah, yeah, I think he did actually. Yeah. He, started, he started to use that. So after, yeah, I mean, after WrestleMania, after he lost in the Continental Belt at the start of the year, he wasn't doing. I mean, he was still around. He was still, he was still on the shows. He would, you know, he had matches. You could see, like, if he got those tapes, like the Coliseum videos and stuff like that, he had matches with the Undertaker. Because mm. uh, I remember seeing pictures of that, like, in a magazine, and then I saw the actual match on video. The match. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Of it, again, of it's he he played up to the to that character. Yeah, like obviously okay. he's going to be scared to death of the Undertaker. Oh yeah, yeah. And and he yeah he he was good with his facial reactions and and that guy. He's mm-hmm. very, he's very good, like very emotive performer, wasn't he? With like his oh yeah mannerisms and stuff. So yeah, mm-hmm. it was an, it was an entertaining match. But he was just yeah he was just kind of around then. Like he's yeah he wasn't in a, anything too pivotal. Mm-hmm. And then he start then towards the end of the year he was going to fight the British Bulldog for the yes. Intercontinental title at the Survivor Series '92. Mm. And I mean that was a, that that event just sort of had a, had drastic changes, didn't it? Because the Ultimate Warrior and British Bulldog uh, yeah. at the same time, like due yeah. to uh, like you know, steroids, yeah, or, or some sort of uh, growth hormone that they'd been mm. that they'd been using. They just like they just cleared them off. So that match just was scratched. Mountie versus British Bulldog, and Mountie just didn't didn't wrestle on the show, and then we didn't see him again until. Trying to run, but you can never hide. I like the mountains. 
can try to run But you can never hide Unlike the mountains We always get our man And that's the Quebecers song, a remix of the now, now it's not I'm the Mountie. It's nope. we're not the Mounties. <laughs> a little, a little remix of it. So yeah, they they showed up as the Quebecers with, yeah. with that with that tune that we just played. What was this tag team again? Pierre. Well, they just called him Pierre. I think it's Wallet is how you'd pronounce Wallet. Wallet. Like Wallet OU. Okay. So yeah, like the French pronunciation would be Wallet. Okay, cool. But he, he was I, just I called Pierre. Pierre. So I was, I was yeah. called Pierre Oulet. I was, I was called Oulet. Nah, I I mean, like they, when they debuted as the Quebecers, that, I mean, that's the thing. Like, I hadn't, just randomly, like, this, this new team showed up. And it's like, hey, it's the Mounties. <laughs> and he's coming out to that song, but they tweaked it to be, yeah. we're not the Mounties. And there's this big guy in a Mountie costume mm. called Pierre. So that, that they they were just called Jacques and Pierre. Yeah. They didn't use Rougeau and they didn't use Wallet. Mm. It's Jacques and Pierre, the Quebecers. And it's like, and I was, I was like, obviously, I knew, yeah, I knew the Mountie already. Oh, yeah. I, thought, I, I like this. I like Pierre. Like he was, he was, yeah, you know, he's big. He was like a tank. Oh but he gosh, could, yeah. he could move. Like yeah, he was doing cannonballs off the top, and oh yeah, and their ta- and that's the thing. For that time, they were very innovative for their tag team, like teamwork. And mm. I love, yeah, I mean, I, I've always loved tag team wrestling. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and I thought they were, I thought they were an excellent tag team. Like when they first appeared, I was like, yeah, I like this team. What yeah, was like, that finisher again? Well, they used to use like a. So Pierre would be on the top rope, yeah, and Jacques would be standing similar to how like Shawn Michaels and Diesel would do in later times. But he didn't; he would kind of like he'd stand on the turnbuckle, like front, like front, like, yeah. It's almost like a gymnastics type, yeah. The gymnastic would it, like Jacques would be with his back to the turnbuckle, hold yeah. Pierre's hands and sling him, yeah, off the, off the top, and he would do like a senton, yeah. But they also, I mean, they had like the Boston Crab, uh, and, oh, and yeah. Pierre would do so. Jacques would put a bit Boston Crab on, and mm. and Pierre would do a leg drop off the top rope. Yes, I remember that, that was another like one of their team moves. There's some, yeah, some really good like innovative tag team, tag team work, and they were they were entertaining team. Yeah, they, yeah, and straight away they got thrust into into a match with the Steiner brothers. Ah, uh, yeah, tag team champions at the time. You know what? Part of me was annoyed. I, I, I like Steiner brothers. You know, I like them. So obviously, yeah, you know, watching it, and they'd finally like, got ah, the belts. They'd finally got yeah. the belt. And we didn't mention like Jacques, Jacques and Pierre had Johnny Polo uh, as their yes. manager, who went off with Raven. Yeah, I. You know what? I loved Johnny Polo at the time. I, lo- I love this character. Well, see, I I, I'd, I'd seen him as Scotty Flamingo in WCW. Ah, uh, okay. And oh, then, yeah, 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 before. Yeah, so it, like in 92, I'd seen him like yeah. as, as on like WCW Worldwide. We used to watch on ITV. Wasn't, it, then, wasn't it like the Cruiserweight Champion or something at the time? Him, he, he ever won him. it? I know he fought for it. He may have won him it. Pilman, he may, yeah, he him may have actually. I think he might beat Pillman for it, actually. He yeah, he did. Right. Yeah, he did. Yeah. That, yeah. So yeah, I mean, he was he was a wrestler in WCW, but then they brought him into WWF as a manager as Johnny Polo. Mm. And he's basically coming out with polo, like the polo stick. And <laughs> yeah, that was, his, <laughs> that was yeah, that was that was his gimmick. Johnny Polo plays polo. What did you, and did did you like him or did you just think oh it's just that guy from WWE? No, I liked. Him. I mean, that's the thing. He was an entertaining character then because he was like yeah, he's like mouthy and and goofy yeah. and, and yeah, and he's linked to the Quebecers. So I was like I, just, I like this team and yeah, they got they got the manager Johnny Polo, yeah. and then they got yeah sort of thrust in. So this is like the early this is the year that Monday Night Raw had debuted. Yeah, and, and I think they they debuted either August September of '93, so like just after SummerSlam '1993, mm. and I, I sort of just de- debuted like on Superstars, and then within a few weeks, or you know, a month or a few weeks, I think it was only just a few weeks because in September '93 they mm. fought the Steiner Brothers on Raw in Province of Quebec Rules, 
<laughs> yeah. It's like you could win the titles on the disqualification, which you yeah, can't. I remember. Yeah, <laughs> and so so they're going to use the like the stick, and then Scott yeah. Steiner gets the stick and he whacks him with the polo stick. Yeah, Steiner's get disqualified and they've lost the belts. Yep, Gubby. <laughs> oh bless him. <laughs> so yeah, yep. I, mean, I, I was like you. I mean, I was a big fan of the Steiners as well. So it's like oh, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. On one hand, I'm happy because the Quebecers are tag team champs. Oh and, yeah, and it was a shock. You know, like they just come in and they just won the belts. Hmm. On the other hand, like, ah, I like the Steiner brothers as well. So sad, hmm. sad, sad to see them lose it so quick because they just finished the like the stuff with Money Incorporated. Mm, and like, they had good matches. Yeah. They had good matches, very good matches. Yo, but that's the thing. Funny. I mean, I, I was a big fan of Money Incorporated as well. So when they like disbanded, mm. it's like, ah, good, I've got Quebecers now. Because <laughs> it's like I really like Money Inc. And, and you know like, what? They, they took their spot as the, the top heel team. I think Personally, Money Inc. was very, very underrated. Definitely, yeah. I think very underrated. Yeah. People, people, people can say, "Oh, Teddy Biasi, oh yeah, um, he, he had the feud with um, Dusty Rose, had the feud with Macho Man, he had the feud, Jake you know, the WWF title, Jake the Snake, and everything." But his stuff as a tag team champion with IRS, mm. I'm sorry, it was I loved it. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was good. I thought they were brilliant team, very like well suited. Oh yeah, in character wise, but as wrestlers as well, and it's just yeah. Oh. They, they, but they were like the backbone for a little while of the tag team division. So like now it's like, okay, now we've got the Quebecers as like the main heel tag team because Money, Money Inc., Ted DiBiase had left the WWF, yeah. IRS had gone into singles. Yeah. But yeah, so like within like a month or two, we've now got the Quebecers instead, which I mm. won't disappoint. Yeah, again, I, I was a big fan of Money Inc., but I also thought, yeah, I like the Quebecers. So mm. I'm, I'm satisfied now. I've got another like top tag team mm. to root for, even though they were heels. I, I liked them. They were, oh, yeah. they were my, yeah, I'd like the Steiners as well, but I really like the Quebecers. So yeah. I was actually supporting them. I was actually good, happy to see them win the belts. Yeah. You know what? I remember there was, again, I think I'm probably going a bit past it. I remember they had a match with, um, was it uh, Men of Mission? M-O-M. Yeah. yeah. I, could, I remember, I couldn't, I couldn't stand it with him. I'm no. sorry. I, just, <laughs> I was with you. I was with you. This, this is me being a black guy and, oh, you know, it's supposed to support black people. No, I just didn't like them. I didn't, I didn't. Like, uh, was it Mabel Viscera? I yeah. couldn't stand him. It's like this big for nothing, just this goofball. Uh, hands in the air. Yeah. 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 So, oh, just, Oop, there it is. Yes, yeah. There it is. I couldn't stand it. I thought, this basically, it's like, right, I'm, I'm going to try to be as modest as I can. Basically, he's a fat version of Braun Strowman, but still big for nothing. Mm. It, wasn't, it wasn't like, oh, because I think it was, it was him, Mo, and Oscar. Yeah, and if I remember, it wasn't like oh, you had this big six foot six guy, big heavy guy who you know he basically destroyed people. It was like big idiot, just tumbling, just nothing. And for mm-hmm. me, I'll be honest, Mo to me was 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 the guy of the team. Oscar obviously he, he did he did his rap and everything, but I, I love Mo. Yeah, I, like I, Mo. I think Mabel stood out, obviously being the big the big one. Yeah, and, but he was yeah. for nothing. He was he, for nothing. Yeah, I mean, and he, I mean, he was quite agile for for his yeah. size. Like, he was agile, like he could move. Like, I mean, it weren't didn't look great, but he did this big old like spinning <laughs> the, the leg lariat type thing. Yeah, like, I remember that. Yeah, like, he used that. to tumble and boom. <laughs> like, oh. I mean, yeah, he, he was mobile. Oh. He was look. mobile for his size, but yeah, he wasn't a he wasn't a good worker at all. Diesel taker. Mm. Need I say more? Yeah. <laughs> no, he was. Yeah, he, but... was, he, he was, and he and that's the thing. I mean, he was it was goofy, but not good goofy for me. Like it was a che- yeah. very cheesy, yeah, like the the garish colors and all that stuff. Uh... Yeah. I, I think, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd heard of that. I think they were called the Harlem Knights. Yes, they were. Previously, like in, in Memphis. And Memphis, stuff. Like, yeah. Yeah, I think if they'd have come in as that, it might have been better for them. You know, like, yeah. similar to how they did as Hills later, but it's like you already remember as these goofy, 
cheesy, yeah. you know, mom, <laughs> men on a mission. So, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I wasn't a fan of them when they came in. Mm. And and also, yeah, and then they're feuding with the, the Quebecers. Well, before that, you had... Um, that great, good match, very good match of Rumble, if I forget. Yeah, yeah, so we're in the Survivor Series of 93, because yeah. they were on the Foreign Fanatics team. Yep. So it, it was the Quebecer, it was supposed to be the Quebecers Crush and Yokozuna. Yep. Again, originally, against Lex Luger, Tatanka, and the Steiner Brothers. Yep. And they started eliminating people in... Oh, no, not, no, it's not Crush, Ludwig Borger. Not Ludwig Crush. Borger, that's yeah. Crush replaced, um, replaced Pierre. Anyway, yeah, so it was. Start again. It was it was the foreign fanatics. It was Yokozuna, Ludwig Borger, and the Quebecers. That was the foreign mm-hmm. fanatics, and they were going to face Lex Luger, Tatanka, and the Steiner brothers. Mm-hmm. Then you had Ludwig Borger beat Tatanka on Superstars, and these undefeated streak. And Yokozuna did like a bonsai on his ribs on the yeah. side, so that put him out of action. And I think during that wasn't like a Lex trying to get to the ring to save it, and the Quebecers are holding him back. Oh in, yeah, in the aisle and stuff like that. So he, yeah, he could get in to save him in time. So Tanker's out of the Survivor Series now. Yep. He ends up getting replaced by the Undertaker. Yep. And then just a little bit before Survivor Series on Raw, Lex Luger uses his, his bionic forearm on Pierre in a singles match, and yeah, that's knocks Pierre out of the Survivor Series. Like he's injured in story. Yeah. And so then Crush takes Pierre's place. So Jacques Rougeau was in in the Survivor Series match. Mm. Well, I mean, yeah, he was, he was, because they were still the tag team champs and there were a few yeah, different Steiners, but yeah. then they kind of pivoted away from the Steiners in a way, because then you had uh, Brett and Owens feud going on. Mm. Um, but then like, they're, they're patching things up and they're going to go for the tag team belts. And it's like, Brett's going to dedicate his, his career now to team. Uh. That's, that's <laughs> that was what they said. Yep. <laughs> he's going to, te- he's going to team up with the rocket now. And like, they're going to, they're going to become the tag team champs. So, but yep. just before Royal Rumble, you're supposed to in Royal Rumble 94, they're going to mm. defend against Brett and Owen. And then on Monday night raw, I mean, it was their first year anniversary episode. They mm. lost to the one, two, three kid of Marty Janae. Oh uh, yeah. So they dropped the belts <laughs> to them. They dropped yeah. the tag team belts to them too. And yeah. and then they won it back like just days before the Royal Rumble. So originally it was going to be like a non-title match with the Quebecers against Brett and Owen. Yeah. In Royal Rumble, and then just a few days before the Royal Rumble, like at a house show, they mm. won the belts back. So then it was a title match. Quebecers, two-time tag team champs, defending against Brett and Owen. At the time, man, John, did you really think like you know what? Yeah, Brett and Owen's, Brett and Owen's actually going to do this, or did you think, oh, you know what? Eh, or was you like indecided? Like you like Brett, but at the same time you like Quebecers. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I get like, so, so I was never this, typically, I wasn't like, okay, if you're my favorite wrestler, I don't like you, <laughs> like, fighting them. Sometimes, yeah, yeah like, I was, I didn't want to see, like I said, we go back, I didn't like seeing Boss Man getting, like, obliterated, and then no one comes to help him. Yeah. But it's not like I now hate the Mountie and I don't want to watch his stuff. Like, I still like Jacques Rougeau, and obviously when the Quebec's coming. So to me, I would have been happy either way, because I liked Brett, I liked Owen, mm. and I liked the idea of them being a tag team, Brett and Owen, the Hart yeah. Brothers. I was, I was, yeah, I was on board with that. So I wouldn't have been upset if they had have won the belts. And that was now like a top tag team that we're having. But also it means we don't have Brett as the singles guy. Yeah. And it's, and there's part of you that thinks, are they, you know, are they going to go with that? Or is, you know, Owen going to turn on Brett? Mm. You weren't, yeah, you weren't, you weren't really certain going in. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'd been happy either way. I wasn't upset to see the Quebecers keep the, keep the belts. And then obviously Brett and Owen start their feud. Which, mm. which which led to some some classic matches and great story. Mm. So yeah, no, I wasn't disappointed with the result. I mean, it was it was a unique type of match because the match was it was a good match and it was a yeah. it was a strange one because Brett hurt his leg in the match storyline. Yeah, and they stopped. I mean, this this is the time they never used to stop matches, huh? 
it stopped the match. Yeah. Like it was weird. Mm. It felt I felt a bit more realistic in a way, like because you just yeah, you know, it was like a like a, an actual sport. Are like you going to call it off if somebody just can't continue? Mm. He's like yeah, he's, he's carrying on. His legs hurt, but he's still fighting off. And then he tries to put the sharpshooter on, but kind of collapses with it because of his knee. Yeah. And then the referee stops the match and awards it to the Quebecers, so they they retain the belts. And then Owen turned on Brett afterwards. Why did you tag, Brett? Yeah. You <laughs> just tag me. So, so that was yeah, that overshadowed obviously the match, the, mm. the big the big angle afterwards. But I mean yeah, they retained the belts against Brett and Owen. It was a, it was a big challenge for them. Mm. And then you then know, they went on to men on a mission. Again, I don't obviously I I didn't actually see when they lost the belts. I think after this point, I think yeah, they talked was, about how they lost it to M, Men on a Mission. But apparently, again, maybe you know, Mabel being his, his, his Mabel such Fisher being his big clumsy self. Apparently, <laughs> either he knocked him out, or basically they're saying that how Pierre couldn't actually kick out or something to do with like that. And yeah, basically won it by mistake. <laughs> yeah, won the tag belts by accident at House Show. Yeah, yeah that, that's the story, isn't it? That's what goes around and says it wasn't actually planned. It was in London as well. Yeah, because I think what what I heard again, this is all from like shooting it. I think they said that basically. Mabel basically kicked him too too hard. Mm. And then he's so heavy. Kicked, he's so heavy that he can't get him yeah. off. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, sorry, can't do anything. Yeah, he's stunned. But the thing is, again, I've, I've never seen this match. I've never seen it, so well, obviously I, I, can't, that, I can't say they, for sure. They, had a match at, they fought at WrestleMania 10, because yeah. I think the title change happened after. He did. After yeah. WrestleMania 10, they had a match, and now I think Quebec has lost by count out against Men yeah, Mission. Yeah, they, they walked out on the match. Rubbish. Rubbish. Yeah, oh, it was a, yeah, it was a, it was a. No, I mean, it would have been much better, obviously, to be the Steiner brothers, but and I think that probably would have been the original plan. But then Steiners were, weren't, weren't in a good place where they were the WWF. I don't think at that time. No, they, they were. I think even, yeah, weren't they even? I'm sure there was something before WrestleMania 10 was like for the Steiners to earn a title shot. It might have been something like Scott I think Steiner was. has to beat Pierre in like 10 minutes or something like that. Yes, yes, and, it was. There was. Yeah, and then he didn't do it, so they didn't like Steiners didn't get the shot. I mean, that would have been like, obviously a much better WrestleMania match to have huh. Steiner Brothers face the Quebecers again, and it had story. I probably beat him as well. Probably yeah, they probably him. yeah, and they probably should like that's okay. We get our belts back now, but it's, it seems like yeah, Steiners because they weren't around much longer anyway. So it's like they're on the outs, mm. so they obviously didn't want to go with the WrestleMania match. Yeah. So we got we got Men on a Mission versus Quebecers. And oh, then, poor! I, I hate it. Poor yeah, match. It wasn't, and then as you say, a house show. They they won the belts off the Quebecers by accident, and then the Quebecers got it back shortly after, like days after. And How all... dumb is that, though? When you think about it, mm. how dumb is that? Again, again, this was you know Mabel such this was passed away, so I'm not like yeah. I'm saying oh he's terrible and everything. And the thing is, I'm not saying that oh if somebody's done wrong, you can still say they've done wrong whether they're dead or alive. Mm. That's what I think. I don't think maybe I don't think this was the wrestler. Again. No, I I think called him Viswa because I know him as Viswa. Yeah, but Mabel I, I think to me it, wasn't I think good. It was Mabel, yeah, I I wasn't. That's the thing. I was very anti Mabel. Like when I, he, saw, when he, I saw him as Mabel, but I didn't like yeah, him. Maybe. Nah, yeah. When he when he got the title shot against Diesel and stuff, I was like, ah! come on, what a waste of yeah. Like I mean, I was definitely in that period where it's like, okay, you. you Imagine, imagine we actually beat him for the title. Oh, I was like, no, nah. like, yeah, and what a way, yeah, we could have a good match at SummerSlam. We could have Mabel West Diesel. It's like, oh. yeah. it's like he just, he just didn't. It's that thing like we've talked about before, where I feel like, well, I know he'd won the King of the Ring and stuff like that, but the work, oh yeah, done first for me to like. I still didn't take him as a. I, I just see him as that that goofy, the club. Rub, yeah, the the rubbish member of uh, yeah, big like you say, big big, but 
yeah, you know, for nothing. Nothing. He's like nothing. He, yeah. he's a member of Men on a Mission, but yeah, you know, Jeff Jarrett beats him, and yep, yeah, you know, and, and he's just yeah, he's not that you know, Yokozuna. Oh gosh. Guy. yeah, like people, yeah, he wasn't he wasn't really a, a winner for his size. Like he didn't and he didn't pre- present that like formidable force to me. He was a clown. I'm sorry. Yeah. He was a and clown. then all of a sudden now we, he's he's all this serious thing. Yeah, like he's supposed to be like a a big threat to the WWF title. It's like no, nah, he should not be WWE WWF champion. And you know what? Yeah. Uh, before you continue, I you won't remember yourself. I remember watching a video again. I watched it with, with my cousin at the time. I watched it with my cousin where I remember him going to the ring mm. and he was basically on like this chair slash throne thing. Yeah. I remember my cousin saying, I feel sorry for all those guys after carry him. <laughs> I know. He's a big guy. He <laughs> was a big guy. <laughs> prior, oh prior to that, you've had like Harley Race, Randy Savage, or Haku, yeah. or like Joe Lawler. <laughs> like they get carried in. Now you got to carry Mabel. Oh my gosh. I remember thinking, okay, obviously, I knew he was big, but I didn't know how big he was. My yeah. cousin, like, no, this guy's big. He's big. Yeah, I remember. I remember that. Obviously, I've seen footage. Obviously, since, and you can see the guys like you can see like yeah, they're, they're grunting like, and groaning. Yeah, <laughs> bless them, <laughs> bless all of them. But yeah, I, again, I know you know maybe you passed away in there, feeling there's no disrespect to you or anything like that. But again, yeah. as a worker, no, just, yeah. as a worker, you're not good. I'm sorry, you wasn't good as a worker. That was just, yeah, that was uh, my my perception since you as a, yeah. as a fan. I wasn't yeah. I wasn't a fan of him. No, as a wrestler, but yeah, I mean. They moved on from the uh, from the men on a mission mm. after they got the belts back off them, and then their next next rivalry was pretty much the end of them. Was the head shrinkers? And you know what? I thought the head shrinkers was decent. I like. I, I like the head shrinkers, and they just turned babyface at this point to challenge the Quebecers. Yep. Because it was yeah, they were saying about they'll defend against anyone or something like that, and then there was like <laughs> head shrinkers were heels. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, I thought I thought they were yeah. very good, te- very good tag yeah. team. I mean, obviously Rikishi. they. Had, yeah, Rikishi and Samu. Fatu when he was a lot smaller. When he was yeah. a lot smaller people. Oh, gosh. Yeah, but they, yeah, they were a really good tag team. And then obviously they turned them face. Yeah. And they won the belts off uh, the Quebecers on Raw. Yep. Yep. And yeah, and then, and then they beat them in a rematch mm-hmm. not long afterwards. And that was, that was the end of the Quebecers, pretty much. We didn't, we didn't really, yeah. I, I, I can't remember. Did they have a, I don't think it was on TV. I think they had a match like Jacques and Pierre because I think they had a falling out. I know they're falling up, but I don't. I don't see. I'm it. not sure if they end up having the, having the match actually, okay. on on TV. But I mean, I do remember them. Yeah, like having a bit of a dispute. Mm. It might have been like a. Yeah, I think I think they did. I think it. They did. <laughs> they did. They, I think they had, but they had it in uh, in Montreal. I think they're saying that. Yeah, I think had... it's not. Yeah, I think so. I would have heard about that through through the magazines, like through yeah. uh, Power Slam. So it wasn't it wasn't mm. represented on TV. No. No. But I did. I did read about. Yeah, because I was. I was thinking. I remember the. Here, yeah, I didn't see it. But I remember no. hearing, hearing about it. So yeah, they would have. They would have had a match like, and it was Jock's re- retirement for then. At that point, mm. he retired in '94. So that was Why? that was the end. Hmm? Well, obviously you know more by than I do. I, I did at the time, but from you know from the magazines and everything, from you know your 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 scoops at the time. What what was the reason why he retired? Because I. I from his shoots, he didn't really kind of say why. No, I don't remember hearing any reason for it, just that that's, that that's what's happening. He's retiring. I mean, don't forget as well, like back then, I don't know what, so he's 62 now, what age you would have been? This was 94, so he would have been. Yeah, he'd be in his 30s, wouldn't he? Yeah. So yeah. it's a bit early. I was going to say, like, obviously, back then, like now, a lot of wrestlers, like, you know, realise that they're in their 40s and stuff like that. And Age is in his 40s. 
AJ Styles is like yeah, but back Madness. then you remember when Jake the Snake reappeared in like '96. He was only oh, in like early forties, and they're like, he's, <laughs> yeah, he's washed up. He's an old man, yeah. like yeah, the, the from the glory days kind of thing. Yeah, but no, he was still quite young. Yeah, no, I don't know the reason why he decided to retire, but it weren't a, it weren't a long retirement anyway. When you think about it, he retired in '94. Mm. Um, was it '97? They they mm. were back because he he then no six '96. It was not, yeah, 96 in, in WCW is um, Amazing French the, Canadians. That's why I remember it. See, again, people... Yeah, so you were the first, first him. Yeah. Yeah, this is when I first really saw I was thinking, who is this clown? And I kept... And, <laughs> and I think they, they used to keep talking about, oh, they were the WWF, they were the WWF. And I was like, okay. And after, the, that's what yeah. I've seen. And stuff they, afterwards. Obviously, they didn't keep the Quebecers name. They didn't keep no. the, the gear. They didn't come out like Mounties <laughs> anymore. They had like leotards with, oh. like, with the maple leaf and red flag. It wasn't good. But I mean, that's, that's fair. I like, like you, like I... But, to me, like, okay, this is a tag team that's held the WWF Tag Team Championships. Like, there's yeah, there's yeah. a status to them, and now they're in WCW. It's like, ah, want to mm. see them? Yeah, are they going to win it? Could they win the WCW Tag Team title? It's like, it's, it's a legacy team. You know, like, okay, this it's good to see them in WCW now. Mm. But to me, that's my that's my Quebecers are back. But it weren't, weren't the same. They didn't have the profile. They were good. They were still a good tag team. And mm. at this point, uh, Pierre had already done Jean-Pierre Lafitte. Yes. So, like in in the end of uh, I think it was like in '95, mid '95, yeah. he he reappeared, Pierre, mm. and he's he's like he's long lost ancestors, like or oh, pirate, pirates. So now he's now Jean Pierre Lafitte. So he had a, a bit of a run in WWF as as a pirate, <laughs> and, then, and so now he was wearing the eye patch, which is yeah. apparently legit, isn't he? He's got he's like yeah, he's missing an eye. Yeah, like he's got a glass eye or something. Yeah, glass eye. Yeah, oh, so, he, so he's wearing the patch as part of the pirate gimmick, and but it's legit. And then obviously mm. when he was part of the amazing, amazing French Canadians, he kept the patch. You know what I'll say, though? For a guy of one eye, he did well. Because mm. You would have never known. No, you wouldn't oh, know I, it. I mean, that's the thing. He only brought it in as like part of the pirate gimmick. Mm. But apparently it was a legit reason that he'd had it. And yeah. He just, yeah. And that must have been what gave him the idea of, it's probably like a like a joke, isn't it? Like, ah. You go like you need to. You should wear a patch. <laughs> like yeah. you got one glass. Okay, call it. Make him a pirate. And people, this is why Vince Russo came along because, yeah, they had stories like they had characters like that, and it's like, yeah, nah, yeah. But but yeah, yeah. So as, and they were managed by Colonel Robert Parker in WCW when they was amazing French Canadians. And that was making me laugh because obviously you got this. And I'll be honest, I was for like Colonel Parker is racist. Slave owner. That's how I was get also thinking of him. He's like a plantation owner. owner. Yeah, that's yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's what that's what he was. And I thought, how's this, this slave owner basically friendly with Canadians? I, you know, why is it why is it why is it with them? Mm. But again, as much as I like WCW, sometimes it didn't make sense. It's like it was just there for the sake of, sake of it, sort of thing. But yeah, again, I, I remember him doing stuff you know, a lot with the nasty boys. I remember he was doing stuff with um, who is it? Uh, the Wiggle, Norman Smiley. Mm. But to me, I, again, he didn't really do much. I don't know. Nah. I, I don't remember him doing much. But I remember seeing him there, you know, doing these tag teams and everything. Again, you know better than I do. They talk about how there was this rumor that apparently he beat Hogan or something like that, but he was obviously be champion. There was a supposed rumor that he, he did that. Whether it's true or not, I don't. I don't know. So. Yeah, I mean that, that's what we were talking about before that he as a as a babyface. Yeah. Over there, he, yeah, he he. Yeah, I'd heard about that through Power Slam again that he fought Hogan over in Montreal, and it was like a retirement, another retirement for him. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'd I'd heard. Well, that was it. A retirement match. I can't remember. I do I do remember hearing that he fought Hulk Hogan, beat Hulk Hogan. So oh, he's beat Hogan like mm. in yeah in Canada. Yeah. But it wouldn't yeah it wouldn't have been for the title. 
Because mm. Hogan was WWE world champion at the time. Doing yeah. the Hollywood Hogan NWO face. It was never acknowledged like on WWE TV. No. no. That would have been, been a chink in the NWO armour. Ah, for Hogan to lose. Like, before, before, Sting, <laughs> before Sting even tail, Luger takes him out. Yeah. Jacques Rougeau. Although, I don't know. Did he... What, what year was it when he... 97. 97. So he might have yeah. already... Yeah, I can't remember what... When exactly in 97, whether Hogan had already lost, like, to... He wouldn't have lost to Sting yet. He may have lost no, to Luger. No, see, he, he might have lost, lost to Luger and then won it back again, so... Yeah, but it's still, like, you wouldn't normally beat Hogan. He wasn't acknowledged on TV. No, no, no. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was, it was a, like, a more done for the... Done for, done for Jacques and the Montreal mm. fans. And yeah. then, but then he, they did, uh, they did return. So they didn't, they, yeah, they returned to WWF as the, as the Quebecers, but yep. not in the same, again, not in the gear. I think this time it was like blue singlet. Yeah, like, it was. Yeah. Like, and yeah. And it was like in 98 and there was no fanfare to it. But All again, I remember. Like, to me, it's the Quebecers. Like, yay. One of my yeah. tag teams is still around. The only <laughs> thing I remember yeah. that they did, I remember there was in the Battle Royal and that was, that was it. Yeah, they didn't do anything of note when they when they came back to the WF. They didn't even I don't even think they really acknowledged like pushed the fact that they were former three time tag team champions. Nope. They didn't. Yeah, they yeah, they were tag team champions. You know, you know me, I'm big on history. Yeah, you know they, should, they should have made something something of it. Mm. Uh but yeah, so then that that's was, really they didn't do they didn't do anything of significance. Don't and you know what? I remember like I said, I remember they were part of the, the tag team battle royal at WrestleMania yeah. 15? fourteen. Yeah, sorry. I mean, I think that's when um, the Ro- the Royal Boys won it. LOD two thousand. Oh, LOD two thousand. That was LOD two thousand with Sunny. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean, I'll be honest. I know people love Sunny, and oh, I know people used to love Sunny after more thing. By the time I, was, I I'm, I'm watching, thinking, why is this woman with these two these two crazy weird looking guys for? Mm. Again, can I say I've seen her with obviously um. What's it called? Was it, uh, is it Tom, uh, Tom Pritchard and Chris Candido? Body I saw Donuts. with the, Body Donuts, thank you. Come with me Um, I remember seeing them with, with um, smoking guns, which I didn't get. I and I hated smoking guns. Couldn't God wins. Them. God wins. God wins. Listen, I was thinking, like, the God wins. I felt bad for them. I thought, listen, you idiots, this, this woman's basically using you. Well, it's Phineas, wasn't it? He was, he was yeah. sitting with her. Henry was trying, and he'll be the gym. We're all trying to tell him, like, <laughs> you fool. <laughs> I thought bad for her. I was like, mate, she's using you. It's like everybody could see it by him. Mm. Everyone could see it by him. But <laughs> yeah, she's <laughs> this one basically was so many tag teams. Now mm. I remember again, because I think I remember I think it was like most most of the guys like, like interests at the time. Mm. Yeah. I was like, oh yeah. Um it's the Quebecers. I remember seeing them there. And mm. then the next time I saw them was basically what? I think it was like 2000 or something like that. <laughs> I think when I was doing like the uh, who was it? So you had that like, Lance Storm. You basically oh had, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he was a referee, wasn't he? New Blood yeah. Rising or something like that. That's it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in, and it's like, Canada. I think it was it Lance Storm basically had like a uh, who's it? He basically had like uh, his team Canada. I think it was him, Elit Skipper, and I think was it Hatchel Tim Jones was basically like a honorary like an honorary person, it like an honorary. Canadian? He got he had, yeah yeah he got was forced to join him and then he turned yeah. he turned heel and like embraced. I loved it. it. Yeah. And I think like Lance Tom had like the, the WWE United States title, he had the cruiserweight title. I don't I think, think he, he had... yeah. No, no, because remember, I think he, he dropped the hardcore yeah, title to him. Because Lance, Storm, yeah, Lance Storm was like winning all the belts when he like the yeah. cruiserweight, the, the hardcore, the hardcore and, the and the US. Yeah, and he was he was named a Saskatchewan champ. Something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Giving them all and like think, Canadian names. Because I remember he dropped it to, is it um, Ule? Ule? 
Pierre. I think he dropped it to Pierre. 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 Yeah. chicken, sorry. Pierre. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. He dropped it to Pierre. Because mm. I think that at time, I think Booker T had beaten him. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, they were done with him. So literally, just dropping the Kuzmet yeah. title to... I mean, he gave it to Enid Skipper. And I think he... What's it? He gave, yeah, he gave the Kuzmet to Enid Skipper. Um, Pierre beat him. I think Pierre beat him for the Harkle title, which I was like, okay, makes sense. And it was like the US champion. I thought, okay, maybe they're going to do something with Lance Storm. And then, next thing you know, Gen e- uh, General Erection <laughs> beat him 40. <laughs> Hugh. Demand- was it Hugh? Say, Hugh Rex. Say, Hugh G Rex. What did I say? I thought it was, I thought it was, it was General. They did change the General yeah. Rex. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it's like, yeah, before that, it was, it was Hugh G. That, it, that was a Vince Russo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're good. Pun day. It, before, good. Right, it was humorous before, humorous. Yeah. So let's yeah. call him Huge Erection. I'm sorry, uh, Bill. Uh, Vinny, that wasn't a good idea. That, that, that wasn't a good idea at all. <laughs> but yeah. He came back. I think he was like again. He was a referee. He was a referee basically um, when Pierre beat Lance Storm. And from what I remember, I don't remember him doing nothing else. He, he no, made off. that was just a one-off sort of appearance, wasn't it? And I, yeah, you're right. I can't really think of him doing. I, I know Santino Morello would like reference him oh, when yeah. he was when he was having when he was in the Continental Champion. He was talking about doing the Honkameter. Like, oh yeah, we talk about the Mountie and stuff like that, like getting past his reign. But yeah, never really. I don't think. Can't really think of him showing up in anything really. Yeah. You, you, and it's surprising when you think like some of the legends that he, you know when they used to have the backstage thing, all these different legends like Tatanka and yeah, Teddy Biossi with a million dollar belt on the money. Yeah, like people that got something distinctive from those days. You would think yeah. they'd have him there in his Mountie costume and shock stick, pounding. You know, the pants should I am the Mountie. But yeah, he never really showed up. What did, did he have? I don't remember. I don't remember having a beef with um the WF at all. Ah, not that I've heard of. But yeah, it's just yeah, it's just never really thought of it until you said like yeah, can't really. That's can't think of him popping up at any any point. He may have done, and we've yeah, it's not not really stood out. But yeah, he kind of just disappeared disappeared from the limelight completely, didn't he? For, uh, yeah, yeah, from much yeah, last twenty years. Yeah, it's it's a shame really because it's like you said the guy had a good character. Hmm. Again, I, people can say what they want. Oh, he's not no Will Osprey. I don't care. But with, again, nothing again with Will Osprey and Ricochet and these kind of guys. But I like the Mountie. I liked his work. I thought his character was good. And you know what? He was funny. He entertained hmm. me. Yeah, he entertained me, and I was invested in what I was watching. I didn't care that wrestling was what it was. I, I watched it for what it was, and I enjoyed it. He made me believe. You know what? Yeah, this guy really is a prick. Yeah, I mean, he, he really is a prick. But you know what? You know what? He can still find defend himself as and when when he can. And. I think maybe what was it 2011 or 10? I remember seeing this big, huge guy, massive mm. guy. And I was like, I swear this guy looks like Jacques Rougeau. Mm. I was like, well, wow, his son. Remember? And I was like, this is remember you telling me about him. Yeah. Yeah. I said, there's this huge, big guy they keep talking about in Canada. Then I remember seeing him in Palsam. At that time, I was clicking Palsam at the time. And I was like, yeah, there's, you know, Jacques's got a son. And it's like, this guy's what, six, four, six, six, seven. Mm. And I think at the WBF. So WB, the WBF was now known as the WB. They're basically gonna sign him, and I think like even Shaq was basically doing like the rounds, talking about how oh yeah, you know he's really really good. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, you know, uh, he's my son. Blah 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 blah. And then nothing. I, I he just left. I don't I don't know what happened to him. He just kind of left. And it's funny because literally, obviously, yes, I know his father and son sort of thing, but this guy basically was like legit. 
young, uh, not young, basically a spin image of his dad, just big <laughs> brute. Mm. Big brute, basically think of it as like a ravishing Rick Rude body ish, but uh, how would you say a Braun Strowman uh, size, Braun Strowman um, height, basically. Yeah. And yeah, just and again, I feel bad again. Nothing really came from it. Didn't really do anything. No. And I haven't, I haven't heard of him. I haven't heard anything from him. I think the last thing I would have known, I think, like I said, he did his stuff for his son. I think I think he was trying to like be a cop or something like that, you know. Mm. Sorry, a cop, a mount, a, a legit mountie. That's the last thing I heard. You know <laughs> yeah, that's that's quite <laughs> ironic, isn't it? I'd, I'd, I'd stop there. I'd stop. You know, a cop. The yeah. is different. But yeah, that, that's the last thing I heard. Mm. But in terms of his career-wise and everything, personally, I think he's had a, he's, he's had a good career. Former IC champion, three-time WWF tag team champion. Um, he was in an era basically when he was in a, he was in an era of a t- of tag teams where they actually meant something. Yes, he didn't win it with his brother, but they actually was a good tag team. But they were still memorable. Yeah, they still stood oh, out. Yeah. As yeah, and there were many teams back then that didn't like. I know even the Rockers like really wasn't counted as having an official tag team title reign. No, there were lots of like really like memorable tag teams from that period didn't have tag team championships because there was only one championship and it didn't change that often. There was loads of quality tag teams. Oh, God, so yeah. even even though the Rujo brothers weren't uh, tag team champions, they were they were a memorable tag team and they were good tag oh, teams. Yeah. Hmm. You know what? I've actually enjoyed the show. I've enjoyed looking back at Jacques Rougeau and seeing his seeing his uh, his career. Yeah, it is. I mean, like like we were saying at the start, it's like it's someone that's unsung. It's like when you really go into it, you realize how much you know he brought to the table. I yeah, mean, something, something we haven't touched on. This might this might taint your view of him now. Yeah, go on. Is that he? <laughs> although he, uh, I don't think he he credits him that much, but he actually trained Kevin Owens. I know, I know, I know about that. I know. <laughs> Although I know. Kevin Owens feels like, he, I mean, that's the thing. Like, obviously, Kevin Owens hasn't wrestled in the style of of Jacques Rougeau and that kind of thing. But I, I'd imagine, yeah, obviously, Jacques helped get him the start. It sounds like there's a bit of like he, he resents Jacques Rougeau a little bit from what I've heard. Like, he don't really like think he really gave him that much hmm. as a, as a trainer. Like, he don't he don't value his training that much. But yeah. at the same time, you know, like you, you know, these things shape us just the same. I mean, he he oh. obviously takes some. Some credit for you know Kevin Owens has turned out to be one of the one of the better workers of the sure. day. So and obviously Kevin, you know, I imagine he didn't want him to be as, you know, maybe maybe he didn't really want him to do the the style, the spots, the spots yeah. that kind of thing as much. And that's not what Kevin Owens, you know, Kevin Owens wants to do what he wants. And, and you know, and Kevin Owens has found a really good balance, I think, between yeah. like being able to do spots but also tell stories and stuff like that so yeah it may have been a bit of friction there that Jacques like more leaning away from all of that stuff and not you know not not sort of with the times yeah. I, don't, I don't know that's, that's just a theory but yeah whatever it's his name's still attached to Kevin Owens so that's a credit to true to him but yeah as a wrestler he definitely he definitely made his mark like he's somebody mm-hmm. that you remember from that period and oh, he yeah. did yeah he did bring value to to the shows Oh, yeah. brought lots of entertainment as I say like I, I'll always I remember him as the Mountie I yeah and the Fabulous yeah. Rougeau Brothers and, I, and yeah as the Quebecers that period I know they didn't get to reach the heights again of what they had in 93 mm-hmm. but like 93 and 94 I thought they were a damn good tag team a damn good tag team and you know what we're going to do we're going to play I'm a Mountie one more time see you on the other side people dun 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 dun
Dun, 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 dun. I'm the Mountie. 